0: Good to go. All right, good morning, or whenever you're listening to this. We are back underway after a long stint from off the air, and I've got some celebratory news. It is our 10th episode. It is our 10th birthday of the Wyvern Podcast.
1: Centenary episode? No, not a centenary episode. Not but, uh,
0: quite, but nice plug there, uh, Dave. Um, the reason Dave's saying that is that we got, uh, you know, being our 10th episode and all, we've got promoted to the big leagues of sorts. Um, we've been approached by a huge media outlet to professionalise this podcast. No, just joking. It is our, what is it, our community development type person i'm not sure he's got a very big role within the school and now that i just <laughs> i'm glad you know what it was <laughs> yeah i undermined him completely but um he's by the name of michael wilson he uh, works at carrossi here and what he has approached the wyvern podcast and all its many listeners and its intricate you know abilities that's got with its listener base is that we're going to promote the carrossi school 2019 centenary celebrations uh, on this on this Podcast, which I think is pretty humbling. I don't know about you, Dave, but take it
1: away. No, look, I'm excited. Um, Yeah, Michael approached us uh, to, uh, and he's actually connecting us with some of the alumni of our school, both uh, Boys and Girls Campus, uh, who have played sport for Cal Rossi or Cowper or both uh, throughout the life of the school. So we're going to interview some of those people, invite them onto the podcast, um, do a little review, which I think would be great to look at some of the history of uh, our school successes in sports so yeah I'm, I'm excited about that we're going to keep on exploring that and uh, hopefully in the next few episodes uh, we'll see some uh, people from the alumni on
0: mm. uh, the Wyvern Podcast yeah big shout out to Michael and getting us this gig so it should be really interesting alright anyway, that's enough of the plugs it is our 10th episode so looking back over the memories of um, the brilliant time we've had here uh, the many times I've shredded Dave the many times Dave Dave's um, banter has in comparison to mine, the many times that Dave has just fallen short as a
1: host in general. Can I it's- interrupt you for a moment? Yeah. I heard somebody, I heard you say that you think our listeners think that your banter is more quality than mine. I've got it proof. Um, I've got a, a uh, interview, which we're
0: going to play later in this episode by one uh, Grace Cudmore in Year 11, and she said that my banter
1: is superior. Well, it's coming from Grace, so, you know... <laughs> Does, how much weight is that? That's your retort? That's your argument? Uh, yeah, that, well, that's as best as I can come up with right now. No, we well, you are say, a PE teacher, so, you know. We should say to the listeners that uh, at any moment, because of uh, our recording time and space, we're not in our usual studio, at any uh, at any moment we could have people wander in, uh, hopeful that one Zach Hatton wanders in with a bacon egg roll for Bomber. That would be uh, which, he, which he is planning on eating on air, so um, <laughs> I'll make sure I turn the gain on the microphone down so you don't have to hear his chewing.
0: Hey, I think we're in the 21st century. Elon Musk can smoke pot on a podcast. Why can't I eat a bacon
1: and egg roll is my question. <laughs> no, that's a good question. Um, I did enjoy that podcast, the old uh, Elon Musk with uh, Joe Rogan. Hey, uh, on to some uh, Calrosi sports. Yes. Since yes. we are the Rossi, uh Sport Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Bomber did you make it to the first 15 final I did it was the
0: first game for the season I've been able to watch as a fully biased fully school supporter I wasn't wearing a referees kit I just got to watch it and it was the one of the most some of the
1: best fun I've had this season so far unfortunately I was on dad duty so I wasn't able to get to the game but I did hear that it was perhaps one of the most epic moments in uh, uh, Cowper rugby history yeah it was an epic night um, full stop it was always going to be hard to follow up what
0: occurred um, the year previous you know the infamous 13-12 victory at Magpies. Which I was there
1: for. that. Now, to try and top that, it would have to be an extraordinary effort. Mm. Um, so tell me more. Uh, so it was... Um uh, it was a few weeks back now, but it was at
0: Pirates. Uh, we were coming up against uh, Pirates under-18s, who I think had gone undefeated all season and were heavy favourites. Um, but that doesn't deter our boys, which I think is a real strength of theirs. So what they were able to do was they were really in the zone. They were switched on. And you just look at the array of players that they had there. The fearless leader, Riley Katz, um, Hugh Wolfgang, uh, you know, AJ Petorius, all of these year 12s. Uh, I could name the whole team, but they just come to mind straight up. But these year 12s, just they had an, they had an absolute excellent Excellent crack there, but also coupled with some year 11 some real good strength there. Anyway, I'll stop blubbering around, get to the actual game. It was pretty close. Uh, in the first half, I think we took first blood. We went into half time leading 7 0 over Pirates, who were heavy favourites, undefeated all season. That who scored our points? Uh, Jacob Collier. That's yeah. right, out in the wing? Yep, big cutout ball from I think one Hugh Wolfgang. And I apologise because at assembly, when I introduced, I said AJ threw the cutout ball, which I apologise. ouch. In their last sports report, that's what I did. I felt very small very quickly. But that's okay. Um, um, but the second half was a lot tougher it was always going to be because Pirates just and that's the same in their grade rugby like in their first grade second grade whatever they play as well they just know how to win and they know how to come out and play and that's what their 18s did and that second half they came out just wanting it probably a little bit more no credit to our boys they put in 110% no credit to our boys ah full credit to our boys sorry <laughs> um I have had very few sleep oh man listen to my language is deteriorating um uh yeah full credit to our boys um who came out in that second half and had a really red-hot crack. But uh, Pirates, I think they put on 15 points in the second half and they won 15-7 in the end. Still some standout achievements. I saw Jimmy Swagger had an excellent kicking game that night. I heard that, yeah. Um, Sammy Buster was putting on excellent tackles, often with just one shoulder because he's in. he's got a bit of an injury on his shoulder again. Um, so he was doing well. Also, just the year 12s and year old, Blake Murphy had an absolute cracker. Leachy, um, Mr. Leach, the coach, uh, he said that at about halftime, he said Blake Murphy's made about a thousand tackles already, so he was he was having an awesome defensive game. Uh, I'm just trying to remember some other. Blake Murphy plays tough. He's... He does. He does. He, he had an exceptional game. Same with the likes of Angus McDonald. Could I he thought. be? Could he be one of the most underrated players at our school? Do you think, Blake Murphy? Um, so it's funny that so last night, well, depending on when you're listening to, it's very. Uh, soon prior to be- uh, recording there was the Opens rugby presentation night and they gave out awards uh, Blake Murphy got best forward uh, got I'm not best- surprised yeah he got best forward award I'll just I'll say the awards right now best and fairest was Hugh Wolfgang uh, players player award was Riley Katz best back Jimmy Swagger. really uh, yeah oh good yeah, yeah so um, I was trying to think was there any other because our back line and biggest hard award AJ Pretorius yeah, right. Mm. Oh Good, good awards. You want to hear some funny ones that they yes. gave you as well? Uh, they had The Handbrake Award, which is someone who had the potential but just sort of got held back, whether that was by injury or a girlfriend or anything like that. <laughs> that went to Ben Grant. Hey! <laughs> uh, the Big Bopper Award went to um, Zach Hatton. Um... Obviously we have oh, the best bench warmer award uh, he's, he's just an outstanding kid he just puts in and just got so much enthusiasm
1: that went to Lockie Smith so ah solid anyway the presentation night was excellent it was this, a- is what, this is what I love about Cowper Rugby right you're blokes who hit year 12 or hit year 11 and 12 and decide, all right, all the boys, they band together, they play football, so I'm in. Zach Hatton, suiting up in his year 12 year, is suiting up. We're short of forwards, and he puts his hand up and says, yep, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll suit up and have a game. Impact player. Oscar Mitchell hits year 11 and goes, yeah, I'll play rugby. Puts his hand up, we're short of and players. I got in, funny in a funny shout goes. out for Oscar. Good,
0: let's hear it. When he, um, so I was speaking to his uh, mother. Because he used to play rugby he was younger for Tricolors. Anyway, when he played, he was uh, sitting on the bench, obviously. But the coach had to get him to stop reading his Harry Potter book to come on and play the game. Ah. <laughs> so he had to oh, go,
1: one more, one more page, uh, sir. <laughs> one more page. <laughs> yeah, was, so Oscar's sitting on the sideline reading a Harry Potter book yeah. at his game of rugby, yeah. and has to be told to put the <laughs> book down. Oh, that's great. That, yeah. <laughs> so moments like that,
0: which I just think, yeah. And then you take a look at the difference now that you talk about. He's in Year Eleven, and Mr. Leach gave a really good shout out to him. Um, and so they, he just, he's coming leaps and bounds this season so yeah yeah right excellent anyway that night was um, I just thought that compliment what we were talking about from the grand final evening unfortunately our boys we did go down 15 points to 7 in the end but against a grade rugby side uh, club rugby side school rugby v club rugby
1: that's a pretty good effort that considering is a... they went undefeated and were the heavy favourites well season. they should they should go undefeated and they mm. should win the grand final and for us to be competitive with them in the, uh, all the way through the season into the final I think that's a brilliant effort shout out to The boys, well done. Exactly right. Uh, That that wasn't
0: the only um, bit of rugby that we had that evening. Uh, Followed that was the 16s. Um, uh, under-16s, they so played in a grand final against Farrah. Um, one thing I want to comment before I talk about the game was, and this was the same through the Opens, the outstanding atmosphere we had there. Great crowd support from not only school, but a lot of alumni and old boys who are listening. I caught up with um, a few of them. One who worked as a boarding master when um, I was in Year 7 at Simpson House there, Pat Larkin, uh, son of Mr. Larkin, who obviously had a big impact here at um, Cowper um, in regard to rugby especially. Um, but he was saying, how he was commenting on how great there was the rugby, the quality of rugby that was being played, and the support from the not only old boys but from the students it was just a great night in
1: general so here's, here's the challenge It goes out to the uh, our current year 12s leaving. And for anybody else next year when the finals come around, um, we've got a team playing, let's make it a thing. Let's everyone get there, get behind the teams um, and make those finals uh, like a little mini reunion. Oh, 100%. I have to quote Mr. Leach, what he said last night at the presentation, he said, don't be a stranger. You know, come
0: back, make yourself known and support Cap Rugby, support rugby in general. And that's what I thought was done really well at that night. You took a look at the likes of other teams who were playing up against had great crowd but there's something special about our boys and girls girls that came out and support as well um, it's great we had whole school support there banners and flags flying songs being sung you know um the fact that i didn't have to be impartial for once and i could hurl out insults yeah that's was great nice. yeah.
1: i love that you um, love getting behind the school and i think that's uh <coughs> yeah i think you should bow out during the final so you can uh get amongst it exactly inside. right um So can we talk about
0: Let's talk about the 16th game Yeah yeah, That's what I was going to go on to Um, So It was almost fitting That the account was opened By Harry Snook Uh, He went in and scored The first try for us Of course he did Yeah he went through um, But I tell you what uh, A bit of a dark horse of sorts Who bagged a double that game Our uh, young Hugh Archbold I referred to him as the better Archbold um, <laughs> In comparison to his brother Which is in year 11 um, And also he's got a brother in year 7 uh, Don't know James too well But Hugh Archbold had an absolute cracker um, He scored two on the Sting Crossing over And I think that pretty much Helped us secure a victory In the end uh, We, The Cowboys won 19-14 um, It looked
1: very close in the end uh, this, is, this is a Myers brothers team too is Yes it? it is How ferocious so imagine being 16 and then running into these guys. Oh yeah, and the the fact that
0: just the skill and the coordination those boys have got, Elaine. And you've got um, a what's in the forward as well. Yeah, he had an absolute. He was bumping kids left, right, and centre. He was having an absolute blinder. <laughs> Excuse me, Sammy Braybrook, Gus Cameron. Yeah, um, the full trash patrol there. <laughs> Yeah, so you had those boys playing. But as well on the forwards, you still had the likes of Matt Tomlinson and Gus Davidson. Holy smokes, you've got some real competitive – you've got a competitive edge there. Likes of Benny Cameron as well. Um, Blair Logan, you know, a bit of a dark horse as well. He just puts in 110%. Um, I'm sorry if I've missed any shout-outs there, important ones. But uh, one person I do want to give a big shout-out, and we gave him huge crowd spot was Gully running the tee. Yes. We had Gully on here um, prior talking about his rituals of running um, Snoopy's tea and water bowl. And it was funny, before that game, they quite couldn't find Snook's red water bottle and it was Ooh. panic station Starry's Ooh. going where is it and Gully's going oh I don't know apparently it's in the back of Starry's You Ooh. and we're going oh well Snook's going to have to drink out of a peasant's water bottle now. But who comes out? Gully steaming from out the crowd with this red St. George's Bank water bottle with the tea, gets it to Snook and we just get this, this chant going in the um, crowd's going, Gully! And he loved it. He reveled in it and it was just a, it was one of those moments where you see sitting there going,
1: this is what I love being a part of. That's this is awesome. what I love He's being He's an iconic here. member of the uh, Kerosene community, young Gully. Uh, that's cool. Awesome story.
0: Anyway, so yeah, 16s was a great, it was a great night full stop. Um, unfortunately, the Opens went down Um, in one of their last cracks in Kappa Colours. But it was great that the 16s really, um, they got that premiership. They've won three from four years now and they're going to slot into a very strong Opens outfit. Won't they? And we're just going to keep on going with rugby, I think, because there's plenty of it. Um, And one one side we have to give mention to is uh, the Opens girls, well, girls rugby in general. I think um, our 16s and our Opens girls sides, they made it to the grand finals and won respectively. Um, This is going back a few weeks prior to the leave weekend. Yes. That was at Pirate. Um, 16s girls. I am not. can't remember who they played against, but I do know that they... Was it um, McCarthy? Oh, sorry,
1: girls or played no, against it was Coonabarabin. Coonabarabin.
0: So yep. Yeah. They had a very, oh, they were, yeah, they were a very strong side. Um, and the Opens, which I refereed that game, um, so I got probably the best seat in the uh, house. Just our girls, were, they just they outplayed them. They were ferocious. Yes, through and through, outplayed them. They were quicker off the line. They were just... They had um, polished, like, passing passing game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and their
1: scrums, everything, every facet of the game, I just think they outplayed They were dominant. It was fun to watch. I was there for that game. Mm. Um, yeah, they were absolutely dominant. It was fantastic They put about 30 points on them. And you have a look at our, our girls, uh, our, our backline at least, a fair bit smaller than the other backline, um, but just ran the ball better, handled the ball better. Well, I think um,
0: one of the standouts in that, and I think uh, who did get player of the match, yeah, that's right, Abby Murray. Abby Murray, uh, she made, I think, got at least two tries down the blind side off a scrum or something like that. Um, Megan Size, great ball running that game. She's um, tough. She is. Uh, likes of Nicola Latham for a very small person and I don't think she'll mind me saying that she's just got a lot of heart. The tackles that she was putting on that game, well, and she copped a pretty hard high tackle as well, and just got up and kept yeah, on going. She got, she got taken off. The, oh, I thought she got taken off the field. Uh, well, she kept on playing um, later Maddie, in the game. Maddie Haywood as well. Yeah, she's. Sc- I think she scored the first try. Yeah, managed to scary through the defensive line, so it was all right. Um, just trying to think of the other. It is a while back. My mind is thinking. Um, Amy so, Raffel. Amy <laughs> Raffel. How can you look past oh, her? She's tough as well. Yeah, country rugby representative. Um, and it shows on the field too. It does, and they but they just just cats.
1: Another standout. She's got some, definitely got some cats in her, hey.
0: Yeah, it was funny at the border she, farewell in her speech. Um, she addressed, you know, a sibling speech to Riley. She did say, "Well, at least I know I'm the better um, rugby player in the family," so which might be might be debatable. Um, but you know, she's putting her hand up, that's for sure. Exactly. Oh, but she had an absolute cracker that game as well. But it's great to see how they gel as a side. Yeah. So we talk about how the boys and the camaraderie and how they go, mate. It's there in the girls as well. Yeah. In their 16s and opens. I apologise, I don't have the highlights for the 16s. So I had to go back to God's Country in Baraba that evening, so I didn't get the <laughs> chance. to watch it but um, yeah from the open side alone there was some real strength there I want to just keep on that a little bit with our opens well 17s um, type rugby because depending on when you're listening to this both those sides went uh, one there in the sevens competition up at Armadale. they won their sort of playoff sort of type gala day and they competed at the state sevens in Newcastle recently I think where they both finished fifth out of I think 10 teams now keep in mind that's a state um, wide competition so They're playing against sides which each won their division. They're playing against the likes of Hunter Valley, uh, Hill Sports High. Um, There's Terrigal, who were very tough. Um, Kyama I think the side was called. They're playing against all these sides... Um, which had won their division and which are very tough com- competitive rugby um, playing schools. Yeah. And they held
1: their own, which I think is something of so credit to So I was speaking to uh, Abby Murray just yesterday uh, saying that uh, – and she was talking us through it and she came, they, they came through it uh, as uh, fifth. Yeah. And I think in their pool, they were playing against – I think they in their pool was the, the top three teams. Mm. So they made it through – I think they made it through anyway – um, and then played the winner of the one of the other pools. Um, so really, that maybe they were a little bit better than the fifth best team, but that's an extraordinary effort. Oh, from
0: both the boys and the girls. It was, and I, I got a gig refereeing down there, so I got to watch a few of their games, and yeah, it was that was great to watch. Um, huge credit to them. So sevens rugby is definitely alive and well here. Speaking of sevens rugby, gee, I'm good at these segues. We had recently up at um, Cowper the uh, Larkin shield in its second year so for those who aren't aware the Larkin shield is an inter-house um, football or uh, well, rugby union sevens competition that we play after school typically on a Friday um, so Dunlop Flynn and Simpson well out. sorry
1: in the, this year it was it was just rugby mm. last year it was uh, it was rugby and soccer correct I, I, I sorry, feel like yeah. a, there must be a little bit of flexibility I think in the organization so uh, okay. dependent on uh, the houses and years um, that might the the Larkin Shield I suppose uh, certainly it'll uh, being uh, Cowper it'll revolve around rugby um, but I I reckon they'll add add and subtract little elements to that but I reckon that, that is fast becoming the highlight of the uh, Karossi Kappa calendar, hey? It certainly
0: builds culture. And it's events like that where students can get involved and they can watch and just have a good time at the end of the rugby season is what really makes us who we are. You know, not taking ourselves too seriously in that regard, but still playing competitive rugby and having a good bit of fun. I love that inter-house camaraderie and spirit that we've got They were taking it seriously, don't worry. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't worry about that. I tell you what, my biggest shout-out I've got, Oscar Mitchell, Bumping Sam. Buster off to not only think we'd score the try, but he'd knock it on over the sideline. Yeah, I just
1: thought that was excellent. I,
0: everything about that was just fun to watch. That's just one of the many things which occurred in that afternoon, which
1: is just great to watch. There was a few really, uh, really classic moments amongst the uh, Guy
0: amongst Barker games.
1: just pushing Jimmy Swagger effortlessly up the up the paddock. So that was the thing. This is Guy Barker, uh, not being a rugby player. I don't know if he played when he was younger, but not he being did, yeah. not being a, a rugby player recently. <laughs> He sort of he didn't run run the ball hard at the line um, because I think it probably just wasn't in him at that moment. But he sort of carried the ball up. People went up to tackle him. They grabbed a hold of him, and then he just sort of walked forward with four and five people on him, like literally almost carrying them. Uh, you know, 10 and 15 metres up the field before they realised they'll probably need to um, have three or four of them on one leg to bring him down.
0: It was funny watching that Flynn um, open side play. They weren't typically playing the typical sevens brand of footy that you see. The likes in their side are you know, Guy Barker, Zach Hatton, uh, who was another... Was she... Jed Brennan on that team as no, well? No, Jed Brennan... I'm sure oh, really? they, they had... A they done, had, done sure done they had but they, uh, we mixed and matched throughout I'm there. I'm sure they had six out of seven forwards. Yeah. There's seven on the field, <laughs> They were six playing... of them that were forwards. Uh, now, I'm not much of a super coach, but I know the old pick and drive isn't used as often in Simmons rugby <laughs> but it was certainly used to great effect there but they, they had an outstanding crack but it was just a great afternoon gosh watch it was a great afternoon in it the juniors fantastic. and in the seniors but I think what's greater about it big shout out to Riley Katz by the way who organised that on such short notice yep. um, congratulations mate um, uh, it was not only great uh, probably from your perspective that Simpson didn't win
1: uh, well, yeah I've, I've, <laughs> people have asked me I've, him said, which house are you a part of and I don't, I've never actually been designated a house so I've designated myself any house but Simpson.
0: And as a Simpson recorder here, I can just, I'll say, um, I it was it. great. I, fair enough. I'll say, <laughs> it was great that, um, to, a, to an extent, the Simpson didn't win. Um, I know, it was great that. You... In that rugby prevailed in the end, to use the wanky expression. No, it didn't. Simpson <laughs> lost. That's what happened. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to cover my tracks a bit. It was, but it was a great, great afternoon. I'll get, I'll grant Dunlop House one thing. They've got a great chant that they do afterwards, which I'm envious of. I love that chant. Oh, I, did, that I did a little recording leachy, of that. That leachy, um taught them um, it's yeah it, it, it makes me feel a bit envious we need something like that Riley Katz led it and it was brilliant it was fun to watch so they got amongst it but it was good but what's also great in that afternoon is that not only how fun it was
1: but the opportunity that um, the Larkin Shield has to grow and develop over the next few years Oh, see, I reckon the Larkin Shield in five years time will have to play in a stadium that's how good it is it's, <laughs> such, it's such a great event at least they're like Pirates or Magpies or something but in all seriousness we can
0: expand that to you know making it a bit more um, not necessarily professional but saying a bit more cleaner run so like um, not as many hiccups in the process um, You know, I, get thought parents ran, involved. I,
1: thought ran, I thought it ran pretty smooth
0: it, did, it ran very smooth but you know we can get parents involved we can get barbecues out there for the evening we can make a huge um, song and dance out of it which would be uh, excellent for rugby here but just for saying which builds culture I think it'll be epic I can't wait anyway I'm mean, excited so, so, for next year for that, that, that was a large Shield that uh, that's all that, that's We've had a long stint of rugby here on air at the moment. Um, our final shout-out we want to give in this episode is uh, a bit of, bit of a shout-out, a, a bit of a sadder, you know, moment. Um, it, it's uh, It comes at that time of year where Year 12s are leaving, they're fare- farewelling us, they're departing. Um, this week alone, when we recorded it, we've had border farewell um, and individual farewells on either campus plus a whole school graduation. And yeah, you know, it's bittersweet in that you see your mates leave, and you see uh, you see them get to grow and leave the school as well. Um, but what we thought we'd give is a few awards, Sports Relay Awards, to the Year 12s for what they've um, been able to do. So we've got three categories here: um, two serious, one a bit more of a laugh. We've got toughest Year 12 um, in regard to sport. So. What do you reckon the nominations are, Dave? We haven't thought about this. This is off the cuff. We're just discussing it. Already. Well, since
1: Sam Gray has left the school, uh, leaves the field wide open because I think if Sam Gray was still here, um, he'd take that he'd take that award uh, with daylight between him and second place. But he's no longer uh, he's no longer part of or was no longer part of us. He left uh, last year. I'll t- so, yeah. I, I tell you what. Could our Year 12s have won the Open's final if they had Sam Gray playing on the team? Could have been a different story. Could you have been. Have they're playing
0: there at, um, I think, 5'8 or something like that. But we'll look at... I reckon a few nominations we've got. You can't have a toughest Year 12 award without Riley Katz being in the mix. That's just, that just can't happen because he a, he's a tough... He's a tough and fearless leader. And yes. a great sportsman and rugby player. So I think you have to have him in the mix. Yes. Um, Hugh Wolfgang... Uh, Dislocated, I think his knee playing up at Armadale, and went, I'm right, boys, I'm right. And, and wanted to keep on playing. Obviously, I think they had to take him off, but <laughs> that's tough. Tom Chaffee, dislocating his shoulder like you're changing your socks. Like he always... He oh, went, and he just popped it back in. Yeah, he just... Popped that's what it he back does. in. He did it also, I think, at the Larkin Shield. I was refereeing. I went, are you are right, mate? He said, yeah, just a minor dislocation. I went, oh, just a minor dislocation. Minor that's dislocation. That's saying what you do. Uh, there's a few nominations there. How about Angus McDonald? He's a tough nut, full stop. Yes. Um, Guy Barker playing with
1: uh, Dickie Knees at the um, Larkin Shield and just bumping kids off left, right and centre, I thought. There's, there is just so, there's so many who could be in the running for the award, right? I mean, you could, you could put the likes of uh, Benny Grant. Mm. Well, would he do? He'd roll an ankle in the Larkin Shield.
0: Uh, yeah, he's, he's done a little bit of ankle damage. I'm, I'm not sure what the prognosis just is. Just about but...
1: every game that I watch him play, he gets sent off. As in like dangerous tackles, lifting people. Ben Grant. And stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All the games that I watch anyway. Okay, fair enough. Um, Nathan Watts. Yeah, he's tough. Oh, I don't know how we're we going to pick this. Uh, take it out of a hat. Look, my vote. i say. So sorry to interrupt you. Um, I've asked the question of the Twelve students. And it might have been Riley Katz who said uh, toughest player is Hugh Wolfgang.
0: Mm, well, he did got. Um, uh, he did get Best and fairest from the opens rugby presentation, and I think that's just a testament to the type of person he is. He is a tough nut for a small little fella. He's got a heart the size of a I tell you what. So if it wasn't Hugh Wolfgang, who would you who would you call? <sighs> probably, I'd, I'd probably have to go with Raleigh Cats. He's just a, he's a he's a tough nut. He's are you watching him play on that rugby that rugby field? He's just he's fearless. No,
1: no arguing for me there. Um, what about um what about the greatest? say if in year twelve the greatest all round sports person. Um AJ Pretorius so have to be mine.
0: All-round sports person? Yep. Yeah, right, okay. He is not only through how he led Simpson House this year, um, as one of our fearless leaders alongside Nathan Watts. Thanks mate. Um, uh, but how he's captain of our cricket, opens cricket side. Yes. Um his just flawless ability he's got um playing rugby. Like he's just such a clean and just such a um flashy player to watch when he plays rugby. Um
1: and just skilled, tremendously skilled. Can I can I throw another name in the mix? Yep. What about Shana Tap?
0: Well, there you go. AJ and Shana, the yeah. dynamic duo. Yeah. Um, I haven't had the privilege to watch too much girls' sport, obviously over my time here. You would know a lot more than uh, what I would. But she's uh, she's sprinting sprinting running just anything that regards running oh, she's, she's not she's,
1: she's a she's a more of a distance runner I believe okay i apologize di- for just insulting uh, a <laughs> very successful my, distance runner my ignorance yeah okay well we, i mean to mention some of the girls you've got Katrina Higgins amongst that group um oh, it's just there's a there's a whole bunch in our year twelve who could be at least be in the shortlist for the uh, greatest all round athlete. I apologise for having it might might seem like an inherent bias
0: where I only speak, talk about the boys. That is that that that's what my knowledge is limited to.
1: Well, you haven't mentioned Brad Cameron who could be uh, could be thrown yeah, into the mix. A, bit of a dark horse. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, Jacob Collier. Mm. Goodness gracious, there's so many uh so many year twelves that all round athlete. You know, we've got there's so many different dimensions. Pranav. Pranav's move a dark horse, maybe literally, I'm not sure. <laughs> he won't mind I'm me saying a, that. Yeah, I'm not going to edit that one either. I'm going to let that ride and see if it comes well, back. Well, like, <laughs> uh, he, he,
0: like, he, as a cricketer, uh, he, he had a rugby career and, and soccer playing career here. Unfortunately, he had a riddle bit, riddled a little bit with injury, um, poor old Pranav, but he,
1: I, I, I'm going to put him in the list. I'm not putting wants, Tom Leckie so. in the list. I'm not putting Leckie in. I don't think he's in the running. Uh, do you want to continue with this conversation
0: though? Can you no, I'm that, right? just, I'm,
1: no, I'm just going through the, the list of boys and I'm, and I'm thinking Leckie's not in the list of the greatest around sports people. Do you want to pick on anyone else individually? Yeah, sure. I can pick on his people.
0: About uh, Harry Thompson. Oh, come on, Thomas. I, I I saw Thomas slot a field goal. When I used to, last year, when I used to go up to the Nets by myself in this bowl, he'd go out there and slot field goals from the 40 metres with ease. That's why I called him 40 metre. That's well, I've given me, so. seen him in a cricket ball too. Yeah. yeah, the man can play cricket. Yeah, so, and you don't call him an all-round sportsman. Oh no, I just want to have a stab. At him. Answer the question, just Dave. Just want to have a stab at him. Okay, okay, keep going. Just want to have a stab, stab, stab at him. a few people. Oh, this is your farewell year 12s. Dave Hampstead just spitting on you on the way out. What about Colonel? Oh, Colonel, he's a great fisherman. Fishing, fishing's a sport. Ooh, fishing is a sport. Angus is he McDonald's. a fisherman? Is he a fisherman? Why are I you didn't asking that, that question? Are you I asking I that question? I talk to him all the time, ladies and gentlemen. Him. Ladies and gentlemen, Dave Hampstead. Asked if Colonel's a fisherman. Didn't know. Shame on thee. Didn't know. Okay. No, he's a history buff. <coughs> yeah, and he loves fishing as well. Uh, want to take a shot at anyone else while you're here? You. I'm not on year 12. Well, do you want, do, we can play bingo if you like. Oh, mate, I've already racked up about 10 on you already. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to bring it out? Yeah, sure. I didn't bring my sheet with me because I'm just using my head at the moment, but um plays around the recording. It says uh, Dave always says we'll get the recording right and still stuffs it up Ooh, every, after every episode. Harsh, harsh. Um, Oh, no, I haven't got my sheet. I've made a whole, like, <laughs> Four by four sheet of like sixteen Dave traits, but I don't know. Have you got any? Because I, I got you pretty good last time. So tell me, tell me, have a shot at me. Bomber comes to the studio with
1: food spilled down his front. That's not true. <laughs> it was coffee. That's not it's, true. Like, did you call this beforehand? And you've got coffee spilled everywhere. <sighs> okay, keep going. Uh, Bomber reminds us he's a referee. <laughs> okay, yep. Fair cop. <laughs> oh, this this one. This is a surprise. I'll pay. We've gone, we've gone about half an hour now and you haven't done this one so this is a surprise. Bomber praises a local rugby sports development officer.
0: Ah, oh, get off it. Get off it. I always like to praise my employers. I think Gary Walsh does, oh, does a tremendous job. I just did it then,
1: didn't I? Oh, look. Here's, here's point number four. Bomber brown-noses a local rugby sports <laughs> development officer. Ouch. <laughs> All right, keep going then. You got, you got any more? Is that it? Uh, yep, yeah, I've got heaps more. Okay. Uh, Bomber really? starts to... Uh, Bomber attempts to start a thought by beginning but not completing six different sentences. Ah. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) That is true, very true. All right, okay. Uh, Bomber somehow manages to link what he's learned in legal studies into the latest uh, sports podcast. You haven't done that today. Mm, no, I haven't But actually. usually you do that. Yeah. Ready State. for another one? Yep. Can you go? Bomber uses words he didn't know the meaning of until last week when you Googled it after modern history. Uh, can you give me an example? Why <laughs> don't <laughs> oh, you have to Google it? Well, you haven't had modern history in the last couple of days. No. So, uh, if you'd had modern history, you probably would have... You, you understand you use the word jingoistic in a podcast have I? Yeah, you did. <laughs> <When> was <that? laughs> what was I I that? Was maybe, maybe episode six or seven, something like that. Is that
0: when we're at each other's throats? I do know the word jingoistic though. The, I'd, I'd, They're manly supporters.
1: I'd, <laughs> I'd literally only ever heard the word twice. And the second time that I'd heard it was uh, shortly, shortly after, uh, or maybe it was shortly before uh, when one of our history <laughs> teachers mentioned, mentioned the word. And I was like, why are you using, who uses that word? And of course you use it on a sports podcast. What are you thinking? Cause I'm, nerd. Alright, keep going. <laughs> Alright, next one. Here we go. Uh, bomber suppresses any mention or promotion of girls' sport because you know, it's a bomber. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> I,
0: I acknowledge. I acknowledge. I say it is limited to my knowledge. I
1: don't know the girls' players. That's just... We'll see. What the, what the listeners can't see is the twitch that goes on in your face when you have to talk about girls' sport. You struggle your way through Oh, it. no.
0: Riley Bomford, the jingoistic the <laughs> cowper, one-eyed
1: Crazy person I oh know Terrible him Keep going <laughs> Oh I've still got some more Bomber Mosey's on in Takes full advantage Of the fact that the Podcast recording and production Is done by somebody else Like the passenger he is <laughs> Typical of a boarder. really Doesn't have to cook Doesn't have to wash his, wash his own bedding Gets driven around Like a toddler So are you trying to say When I come in and say I make this podcast Come in
0: Hatto we got we got a special guest here. So hey, walking bringing book.
1: me bringing me food. How are you, Haddo? Zach Oh, I think that's very kind of you. He's brought me a drink as well. Oh. So, uh, Hado, say hello to the listeners at home. Hey, How you
0: going. <laughs> we we're just talking about you, Haddo, and um, you know all the stuff that you've done here. We we're talking about the lark and shield and what have you. This is a really good bacon egg I'm going to eat it on air too.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, while you while you do that, um, I'll keep on going. So, um, Hatto, just to fill you in while you while you're in on the recording, uh, we're going through. Uh, the Wyvern, uh, the Wyvern Bingo, mm-hmm. and I'm um, just mentioning some of the. Uh some of the things that you can rest assured that that Bomber will do during uh, the podcast. Mm -hmm. I should turn the gain on the microphone down now because you'll start to hear spitting and spluttering and carrying on because Bomber's eating. Because you're a weak argument. No no doubt it'll end up down your front. (coughs) Uh, Next one. Bomber tries to articulate himself in such a way to separate himself as far away as possible from the Wyvern podcast target market, which is uh, year 10 boys. whose IQ barely matches retirement age.
0: Oh, dang. (laughs) (laughs) Keep going.
1: I think, I think uh, that might that might, that might be my list. Yep, cool. All right. <laughs> uh, uh. uh, oh, but I do have a question for you. Actually, I've got a couple of quotes and a question for you. Uh-huh. But Let me ask a question, first of all. Is it true that you're purposely holding off from guest appearances by popular podcast guests because you fear your position on the podcast? You know who I'm talking about. Are you talking about my right-hand man, Angus Gallagher? I am
0: talking about him. That was on the, actually my bingo card. So Dave threatens to sack me and replace me with Gully. It's <laughs> true. Well, I think the listeners want it. Do the listeners want, listen to Paul. Do you want to get rid of Hamish and replace him with someone else?
1: Yeah, they do. They do. I'll just edit that out. Yep. (laughs) You got any other quotes for me? No, but no, what I would like to do is point out to our listeners the, uh, the the change in you that occurred. And congratulations, by the way, school captain. Oh, shut up. No. The change in you and, and mention some of the quotes that I heard from you. Within hours of you being appointed uh, school captain, things changed. <laughs> would you like to hear some of the quotes? These are completely fabricated. These are not fabricated. I've taken them word for word. Keep going. Oh, you right, want to hear no, the first one? Yeah, tell me. We've got to be careful what we say in the podcast now. That was in a completely different context. I it was wasn't. We are you know, talking about the podcast and you said, we've got to be careful what we say in the podcast. We yet. were
0: talking about um, rugby league and how the climate of the game is under disrepute and we had to be careful unless authorities checked us. Got the it. Wyvern came last. Wyvern came last. That was a quake because... Um, I, at the time, was very busy with a lot of work. I, I Coming to the end of the term, it is often busy in term three. You don't three. care about
1: your listeners, that's what it is. No, I
0: do care. I was just, I had a lot of things going on, you know, such as yearly exams,
1: um, border farewell, all these things. Hey, Haddo. Yep. <laughs> so, it, it, well, I'm glad that Haddo's here to witness this one, because I was shocked. I was shocked, sad, and disappointed. You know what the quote was? What? To your b- beloved Simpson, that monkey of a house called Simpson House. I never said that. You I said the lying. You that. said that. No, I did not. <laughs> I did not say that. Well, to my
0: listeners, this is completely fabricated by Dave. Completely not, fabricated. Not fabricated. I have at never all. said this
1: at all. So I'm not surprised that you're lying here because your first <laughs> act as a school captain was to lie. How? What did I do? Well, you lied to the people that were elected to you. You asked the question. They said, Do you know if you got school captain? The, this is the very first act. You'd mm-hmm. found out that you were school captain. Somebody comes up and asks you, Do you know if you got school captain? And your very first act was to lie to the people. So Here's your wh- quote. What we know, we haven't been told yet.
0: That I had to say that. No, you didn't. I, was, I didn't. didn't I, was oath, no, I was under oath, Mr. Hampstead. I was under oath. You weren't told to lie. You chose to lie. I did not lie. Uh, okay. You did lie. It's a lied. lie. I lied. Okay, you lied. Was a, <laughs> it was. A, it's like how you, you you tell your kids that um, uh, you know, that the dog. Didn't die It went to the farm upstate You don't break the kid's heart You know You gotta lie sometimes Just for the
1: listeners at home If you hear the crinkling of plastic I'm just putting up a plastic sheet To protect myself From the uh, bits of bacon and egg roll That are being spat in my direction Uh, As Bomber As Bomber tries to deny (laughs) What is What what is a true and accurate record Of the things he said and did As I was under Elected leader The first thing that you did Do you know if you were a school captain No we haven't been told yet I, you I, lied. Yeah, I might have lied, but that was uh, that was my order. I, would... I challenged you on this too earlier, off recording. Uh, shortly after, I challenged you on this, and this is this is the next quote that you said. I'll blatantly deny everything. Okay, I can't escape from that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you've lied I, but multiple I never times. I never said that. I never said some of those comments. I never said that comment about Simpson House. I can honestly say that, and all these other things you've got. Significant context in regard to how you need to interpret them. (laughs) (laughs) You're lying to the people. I'm not lying. You're lying to the people. I I do not lie. I am not a liar. Any, Any other dirt you
1: got on me? No, that's it. That's it. Well I've got plenty of other dirt of you, but not, so not, it sh- not that it not that can go to air. Why? Go on, say one. No,
0: go, okay, say one. No, I'll save it for the next podcast.
1: Okay, sure.
0: Um, so there you go, that's Dave Hamset's ego boost that he's had for this episode. He can talk take shots at me. Um that's fine, he's just obviously shielding some various other. Well now that, now that we've proven life.
1: now that we've proven that I can mix it you with a banter. I don't think you can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yuck oh, li- listeners my humblest apologies that you have to listen to your captain elect <laughs> all
0: right, well, um, just, just stop talking for
1: five seconds as I, as I continue I, just, I want to end in a bit more of a serious note we do have to end with a, uh, a little conversation from uh, Grace Cudmore, which proves that my banter is superior
0: we will end with that but first before we end um, we were talking about year 12, um and how it is a sad occasion that they're leaving uh, shout out to all year 12s for the Testament and the things you've done. And the service for the school, excuse me. Um, <laughs> no, sorry,
1: sorry. <laughs> this <laughs> is your captain, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. And the <laughs> services
0: you've done for the school, they've really had an indelible impact on everyone. Um, we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavours. Um, and wherever life takes you, just remember where you came from and remember the lessons you learnt here. And that's all I want to say. Thank you for everything. Special shout-out to my Simpson borders—it It is a monkey of a place and I'm proud to be one of those monkeys. <laughs> so thanks, boys. Um, um, especially to the boys there, but congratulations to all of year 12 and best of luck. That's all I've got to say. Uh, we might take it away with an interview now, which I conducted a few weeks back. Uh, this is me and Grace Cubmore. So, Dave, if you're, you want to say any closing remarks or? No, you've
1: said it well, mate. Thanks. See you next time.
0: Podcast listeners, I am Riley Bomford, and I've got the tremendous privilege to be joined alongside our 2019 Chapel Prefect, well one of them, Grace Cardmore, how are you going? I'm good. And I hear that you're a really big fan of the Wyvern podcast.
2: I am, I like the Wyvern. It's In good. fact
0: you begged to come onto the podcast <laughs> and that's why we're doing this interview.
2: I may have,
0: yeah. Okay, what's your favourite part of the Wyvern's, my question?
2: Um, I like the banter. The banter? The banter's good.
0: Who do you think's better out of the two cases?
2: I'm going to get hurt for saying this. Um I think probably you are.
0: I'm I'm better. Yeah. I mean, what makes my better superior to <laughs> Dave?
2: I feel like you rip on you rip on more teachers and people more than David's allowed to.
0: We're allowed to Well we talk, we talk about a Hamish and Andy type role He has mm-hmm. to do the Andy type role Where he has to watch what he says Because you know he's a teacher and all And I'm Hamish I can have a bit more of a Like a looser mouth And just sort of run whatever I say So that's probably an added bonus I think yep. But you've heard it Dave I am more superior at banter Okay we'll move on to some actual sport now So what's some of the sports that you play here at Carousie?
2: Uh Here at Karossi, I play basketball That's my predominant one How do you got that? i go all right. How
0: long have you been playing basketball for?
2: Oh, counting eight years.
0: Eight years? Eight years. Wow. You got a position?
2: Um, oh, defender.
0: Defender? Yeah. Not shooting too many? Not great at shooting. How do you go at jumping? Oh, I'm not overly tall, but... Would it be, yeah, would it be wrong of me or would you be offended if I said you don't strike me as a basketball player?
2: No, that's
0: all right. Okay, yeah. What made you go into basketball?
2: Uh, I really enjoyed it and okay. all my cousins were playing as well, so I thought I'd be pretty cool and play with them. Um I took a couple of hits to the head as well. Right. A couple of games.
0: Concussions, so registered concussions or
2: I've got no idea because in our family it's like the hospital's kind of not
0: really where we go. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Tough enough. Alright. Yeah. Uh any other sports you play or
1: basketball the main one?
2: Uh basketball's the main one. Uh used to do a bit of swimming, athletics, uh cross country a little bit. Um used to play a little bit of touch footy, mm-hmm. netball. Uh, softball yep during school
0: so yeah holy smokes quite an array of sports you've got there yeah I didn't know I was in the company of an esteemed athlete no (laughs) No. anyway well thank you for being on the show thank you for your appreciation of the Wyvern Podcast Uh, we love your support and yeah thanks for being on it's great to have you
2: thank you